What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the baby New Year to my Rudolph. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Are those two friends? Yeah, didn't you ever see Rudolph's shiny New Year? No. You really, really didn't. Have... You no. haven't seen the 1976 classic. Is that a sequel to the like the other stop motion Rudolph? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, what are they? Is he just like, I gotta save the new year from being aborted or something? <laughs> so baby New Year's name is Happy, and he gets lost, and Rudolph has to go find him before midnight on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. So what the whole happen? the whole thing is whenever you're lost, I'm there to find you. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. That's really sweet. <laughs> did, did you ever watch Hysteria? It was uh, like the animation, like one of the animation shows that uh, Steven Spielberg was like responsible for in the 90s, along with like Animaniacs and uh, Freakazoid and Pinky and the Brain and stuff. Um, well, after a quick Google, I recognize the odd shaped little person there. That That's Baby New Year in that show, too. Ah, and then Father Time was was like him old basically right right okay these characters do look familiar i think it had like eight episodes or something like i don't remember it being on much but i remember it a little bit steven spielberg must have just i don't know like just dry rips before you know these pitch meetings or something (laughs) like yeah like part like there was a joke in freakazoid and i think it's probably pretty accurate where like uh wacko freakazoid and i think pinky and the brain were all arguing about who's steven spielberg's favorite and then he's like i don't know who any of you are and it's like yeah i bet (laughs) it was just like his production company signed up like yeah sure we'll do this and he's just like whatever (laughs) i'll make money off of this oh man anyway uh how was your christmas man it wasn't bad buddy how about you you have a oh, good one good. with all yeah. the traveling that you had to do. You know, there was some travel, but uh, but it was good. It was nice to to see the fam and to see you in person after at least half a year. Yeah, we should have recorded a quick podcast sitting at the table. I know that wouldn't have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been great. We'd had you know family just interrupting all the time to talk to us about you know what breakfast foods we're eating. Dude, I know, right? I'm always a little worried because I'm like, who am I going to see here? Because, you know, there's not that much time and I want to spend that time talking to you. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, do you remember so-and-so? I'm like, quit talking to me. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be worse. Anytime my, the grandma on my mom's side, anytime she sees my mom or anyone that might, you know, might remotely know, she'd be like, do you remember Sally Mae? And mom would be like, know who's that she's like oh she used to be your babysitter's sister and i was like oh okay she's dead (laughs) gee thanks grandma it's like yeah you didn't have to tell her that like (laughs) it's just like five minutes into every time we have a family get together with her there it's always just like did you hear about you know michael sheen like the actor no 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 (laughs) michael sheen that lives down the street from me he died like 
I don't even know who this is. And also, quit being a downer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, maybe, I think when you're old like that, it's just, that's one of the things that you look forward to. It's like, I'm, I beat another one. Yep. She she keeps, uh, you know, tally marks on a sheet of paper. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Michael Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's hop into some news. Um, we're about the same. I'll kick it off this week. So, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, we were talking about Dark Horse being up for sale. Um, They have officially been bought by Embracer Group, which is a Swedish entertainment company that actually has several video game subsidiaries. And the two that I recognized were THQ Nordic and Gearbox Software. So, Dark Horse is actually, they have a lot of video game properties, so... I know I read in the little, you know, announcement article that they plan on keeping a lot of those video game uh, adaptations as well as doing some new ones. So uh, exciting for fans of video game related comic books, I suppose. Um, and then but yeah. I also heard that they're going to be kind of like, oh, yeah, you guys were going to have like a head of the dark horse comic stuff. It's not they're not going to. The way that the way they made it sound, since they're the ones you know buying it, they're like, we're not going to do anything to take stuff over and you know change stuff up too much. So hopefully they just go, yeah, you're the one heading it up, you're making money at it, so we'll just keep it this way. Hopefully that's what they do and don't put mm-hmm. people out of jobs or anything like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to believe it wouldn't be that way. Um, Dark Only Horse thing. has a lot of great properties still, so should be fine. It's it you you wouldn't think that, but then at the same time, like you look at how AT and T handled Warner Brothers and how bad of a job they did there, with like you know so many different properties that they could have just had layups with. So now I'm like, anytime this type of stuff happens, I'm like, there's so many times where they think they can just do things better, and then it doesn't end up working out. So like I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm not gonna yeah. hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So oh no. I- click my notes away um yeah i don't have as many no like most of mine my stuff are like unsubstantiated rumors so well know. we can uh we can save the rumors for like the last bit yeah and do I'll the, just, the rating thing yeah i'll start with this uh apparently sony is planning on bringing back toby mcguire and andrew for more movies whether that be one off like one quick little cameos like there was rumors being maybe in um dr strange but they, yeah they they are after seeing how good this did and the fact that they're like we wouldn't have to share money with the mcu <laughs> for yeah. toby and you know and andrew which i'll get into one of the actual toby rumors later but yeah with, with all this it's like that's exciting and i'm hoping i, I am hoping for more after seeing the spider-man movie excellent now now we can hear your uh, thoughts on it on this yeah. week's youtube um okay so marvel is giving us the event we've always been asking for casey we are Ooh. finally getting avengers versus eternals oh yes <laughs> only thing better could have been inhumans versus eternals oh man it would have shattered records for most books not sold i mean just just think how good that look in your shop 10 years from now when still hasn't sold i know right 
but uh, that's going to be happening in March, um, starting with Avengers number 10, because I, or no, Eternals number 10. I don't know which, which one's correct now. I feel like it was Eternals, and I must have typed that down wrong, because Avengers hasn't relaunched as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, maybe Avengers is relaunching, <laughs> and they're just going to put it out three times a month. <laughs> And then yeah, they're like, this is working really well for Spider-Man. So right. we'll just we'll just do that. <laughs> um, speaking of that, by the way, let, let me finish this sentence. Okay. Uh, Kieran Gillen and Asad Rivik will be doing that. So it's going to look amazing. Yeah. And probably and be well written. Let's be honest. It's, it's just, just like I usually say, oh, it's the it's the creative team that puts me, you know, what makes me want to read a book. But you could have like brian k vaughn and grant morrison teaming up with like jay lee doing eternals and i'd be like that's a hard sell guys uh, i don't think so Dude, you would absolutely check that out don't even i mean maybe for a couple issues but i'm just like i don't care like i have no connection to these these people at all right uh so yeah you said it's working so well for spider-man i guess that that beyond thing is already like gonna be wrapping up pretty soon I mean, it was well, only it's ever been like 15 issues. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, they made it sound like this, you know, I, I know it's never the case, but they're always like, this is going to change Spider-Man forever. And then they're like, just kidding. It's 13 parts or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not too surprised because like, I remember seeing like, so, I mean, they, they're kind of spoiler spoilery, but I follow Art Adams on Instagram and he posts covers and like, he has pictures of like, just it was a lot of them were like um pete in the hospital like getting better and stuff so i'm like yeah he's pete's coming back okay right and i mean we already knew that we were getting a uh i don't i don't know that it was like a scarlet spider but it was a ben riley is it just ben riley spider-man or something like that is the title thought that was supposed to be like a like takes place in the past though Mm, i don't know Either way, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, so Michael Keane's officially going to be in Batgirl, which we kind of talked about this. I had said that there's a chance it could have been Ben Affleck from stuff that I was reading, but it's official. We're getting Michael Keaton. I mean, for me personally, growing up with like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and Christian Bale all throughout my childhood, I have no nostalgia factor really for Michael Keaton's Batman. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, he's another one of them. So this isn't really kind of getting me hyped. I would, I would actually prefer Ben Affleck's Batman, but whatever. You, I was, I was just about to decided. ask you that. I was about to ask what you would prefer. Um, I loved the Snyder Cut so much that I would be totally fine with Ben Affleck. But I also think that Michael Keaton's Batman movies are. Probably the best, although I really like Batman Begins, uh, but I really, really do like Keaton's Batman movies. I think they hold up for the most part. I actually so, watched Returns on Christmas. It's a new thing I do every Christmas. Oh, okay. Because it's a Did Christmas like it? movie. I mean, it's goofy. Yeah. You know, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I'm fine with either one. Yeah, I got you, man. Um, all right, so Bendis has confirmed that he is officially done with Justice League soon. 
Um, hopefully it means he's done <laughs> with DC comics soon. Probably not, but a girl can dream. Um, no idea who's going to take over afterwards. Probably Tom Taylor or Joshua Williamson, if I were to guess. Yeah, my guess um, is Joshua Williamson. Yeah. But would he do Batman and Justice League at the same time? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They don't have a lot of people to be doing that stuff with now. I know. But uh, Bendez, though, he's got that crossover coming up. Speaking of like Bendez and DC. So it's the. Yeah, it's only going to be like six issues, though. Oh, okay. As a Legion of Superheroes fan, are you just so tired of him on that? I'm a Legion of Superheroes fan, dude. But at this point, like the new 52 one kind of bombed. And then when it came back, it was Bendis. So, which I refuse to read. So, like at this point, it's like, yeah, I like those characters, but I haven't really read them in so long. I don't know that I can really give a solid yeah. opinion. So, I gotcha. Okay, so I when you when I saw I was just scrolling your notes. I didn't actually read it. Okay, here here we go. Um, we had I had sent you a thing like a news thing, and then we both kind of talked about it. And then I saw the Bendez, so I was like, oh, that must be the this. And I, so I didn't include our notes. But then after you said, I'm like, oh, it's not it. So I'm gonna say it now. Uh, Brian Bendez is developing an animated series based on the Legion of Superheroes for HBO Max. I don't have a release date, but I'm not gonna lie, I am not enthused by that yeah i thought we had already talked about that i don't think so i think you and me have just talked about it oh okay well i mean we've we've talked about before that uh that bendis's writing style would work best for television so maybe it won't be as bad as his comics are but it's still gonna be like pretty hokey dialogue i think so mm-hmm. i don't know I would be more open to watching a show that he's written than reading a comic he's written. I will say this though. I don't think Legion of Superheroes can work on TV. No. And because they, they say this is going to be for like 18 and older audiences. It's like, that's not who DC made the Legion of Superheroes for. It was yeah. a goofy team of young heroes from the future that work with Superboy. So we don't need a gritty legion of superheroes. Nobody's asking for that. <laughs> Not a single person. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a new Star Wars comic coming out in March. It's going to be called Han Solo and Chewbacca. That will be written by Mark Guggenheim and art will be done by David Messina. It'll be about Han, Chewie, and Greedo from when they were working together as a team prior to A New Hope. So as Star Wars boy, how excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Probably a 3 because, oh, wow. I mean, none of it, none of it matters. <laughs> we know Han and Chewie survived the series and then... We know what happens with Greedo and ultimately what happens to the other two. So, so I've only seen the first three prequels. What happens to Greedo? <laughs> <laughs> well, according to George Lucas, he shot first. Oh, okay, cool. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a money grab. This isn't, yeah. this isn't a series that needs to be a thing. Um, I really wish they would keep going with some of their new original content that's been doing well for them. This is just a, hey, 
You nerds like Han Solo and Chewbacca, give us money. I got you, man. Well, I, that's not that. That wasn't what I was expecting. I expected you'd be like, I might like a seven for it. Eh, maybe I I'm just in a. Maybe I'm just a grump today. Another grump podcast from old Jake. <laughs> so we got a uh, new the Batman trailer came out today, like I think about five hours ago. I know you probably didn't watch it since you're like, I don't want to watch another trailer until a movie comes out. So I it's mean, not a not a great impression of me, sir. I mean, I'm not an impressionist. I'm not Frank Caliendo, sir. <laughs> but it kind of get like that one thing I will say about the the trailers for this movie. They do a very good job of like not telling us a thing, but actually making stuff look cool. Because I've seen all three trailers and the international trailer. You don't get much from it. I will. And also. They said like the writer needs to be smacked because he had Catwoman go the bat and the cat. I like the sound of that or some stupid thing like that. It's like, don't read Tom King's terrible dialogue and think <laughs> I can put this in my movie. Yeah. Yeah. The fans do not want that. But I mean, I'm still like, I really think Catwoman's going to save that movie because she looks awesome. Except her mask. Her mask is just trash. It's like a really cool, like just costume. And then like this really bad um, ski mask with ears. It's just like <laughs> you really splurged on everything but the face mask, didn't you, Selena? But other than that, if I may defend that, just, just play devil's advocate for a minute. This movie is supposed to be the first year second. of Batman, second year of Batman being in Gotham. He hasn't, they haven't quite upgraded their costumes yet. They're a little more rudimentary. But what I'm saying though is that's all well and good. But like when you have an awesome everything costume and then you're just like, here you go. No one can tell who I am. And it's like this like really bad looking face mask. Like, okay, you could have <laughs> like cut $20 off of the, the main torso costume and added that to your face mask. Cause this is clear you went to Dollar Tree to get this stuff. I mean, I just want the Catwoman leather suit with like the Groucho uh, mustache. Oh and yeah, eye thing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I don't know, man. Maybe it'll look better in the movie. Maybe it's just the one picture or whatever. No, I mean it was seen. like it's been like two trailers that we've I've seen so far with this, and I'm still like both times like I don't know about this. Mm. I'm hoping they don't do it long. Like that's gonna be the one. It's like oh yeah, a couple scenes and maybe you know robert battinson will be like robert battinson <laughs> is that an original joke i mean i don't think so but i'm gonna say yes <laughs> that's they're, hilarious they're gonna be he's just gonna be like hey you should take that off you look ridiculous and she's like look at you <laughs> oh man but yeah like i was saying you don't get a lot from like plot wise for this you just see kind of some different action scenes and stuff i'm not like I, I'm not sold on it at all because it's still like, oh yeah, we're gonna make Bruce Wayne just the most bland, I'm edgy type of guy, which it's like, what's the point? But you know, the Batman stuff looks cool. I'm still hyped for it. If it sucks, then you know, shame on me for getting my hopes up, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not gonna suck, but I think you're gonna be disappointed if that makes sense. Like, I don't think you're gonna be like, this movie was terrible. You're like, yeah, that's fine. 
which will be disappointing for you, but you know. It will be, but I'll take that at this point, just so <laughs> we can stop hearing the Marvel fanboys crap all over DC movies. Because yeah. at this point, the last few really have been good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, Casey, this one's for you, buddy. Liam Sharp has a new image book coming out called Starhenge. And we got to see a few pages from it, and it looks insane. I bet it does. I need to go Google that. We'll probably do that when we get off here because I'm all about like just as crazy as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm sharp. I'm hoping he does a lot of the Green Lantern stuff where it's like changing his art styles all throughout versus just staying one style like he did with uh, Reptilian. The pages made it look like it was going to be one style, but I mean, he also could have not shown hardly any of it. Um, I think it's going to be more like original graphic novel with multiple entries sort of thing like the reckless books i could be mistaken on that but anyway whenever you uh whenever you see the pages that they've shown you're gonna want it for sure nice okay so while since i was talking about batman earlier got a little bit more batman news it's gonna be on it's gonna be released on hbo max on april 19th that's 46 days after the theatrical release so that's pretty exciting if you're still like ah i don't know if i want to see this in theaters you can just wait and see it on your phone like it was meant to be (laughs) um all right so casey your favorite x-men of all time is coming back pretty soon which one marrow (laughs) no thunderbird john proudstar I mean, I, I dig, I, I actually do dig that character. I used to think my brother had his toy. I was like, this guy's the coolest. Cause I thought native American characters were automatically the coolest when I was younger. I didn't know anything about him, but he had the toy. And I was like, I like this guy. And my brother was like, he's dead. I'm like, I don't care. He's my favorite. <laughs> he was alive for one issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's but cool anyway. in exiles. I'll say that. I, you know, a great costume. He, you weren't wrong. Child Casey was very much correct in thinking he looked cool. Uh, but anyway, he's getting a one shot in April. It'll be called Giant Size Thunderbird. Uh, it's written by wrestler Nyla Rose, if that's yeah. how you say that, along with Steve Orlando. And then First Nations artist David Cutler will be doing the art for the book. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get excited about a book written by a pro wrestler. I mean, she's Nyla is native. So I think that's one of the reasons why she's being put on a John proud star book. I don't think that they were just like watching her matches and go, she's the one to write this. I think it was more <laughs> of the fact that I think I, she's a nerd. Cause Oh yeah, that's one thing. You know, one year. She was at C2E2 one year and, you know, like you could get your picture with her or whatever, but then like people had pictures that they like posted it on, you know, like the Instagram tag with Nyla and she was just like in a spider, like a Spider-Man like symbiote suit thing. And so I know she's a nerd because like you're not going to be walking around a con getting, you know, that like dressed up like that, not being a nerd. So, right. Well, uh, I don't think it's anything to get crazy excited about anyways, because it's just a one shot. Uh, 
you know, if they were like, Hey, after this new number one with five issues, just enough for a trade mini series, then, then I'd probably get a little more excited for it because I, uh, what was, okay. So John had a brother that was Warbird or something, right? Or Warpath. Warpath. Yes, of course. He was in uh, X-Force that I liked a long With, time ago. Yeah. He was super cool, but he's also like, even though he was like a 2000s character, he just reeked of 90s awesomeness. It's like, yeah, yeah he's got those some two giant st- knives. Yeah, it's like he's got super some super strength, some healing factor, some invulnerability, and knives. <laughs> well, uh, like just give him some pouches. And- yeah, I know, right? Well, hopefully, hopefully something does come of it, you know? Like there's no yeah. reason for that character to not be around right now so look the forward only to that. only real reason not to is there's just too many dang x-men characters it's like with the teen how we talk about teen titans academy it's like they need to kill some of them off so that they can you know have like an amount that they can actually write <laughs> yeah i agree okay so my last bit of news before i get to the rumor mill uh <laughs> shang chi's director uh destin daniel cretton he wants jackie chan for the sequel so, I mean, that would be pretty sweet. I also want Jackie Chan for the sequel. <laughs> I mean, can we just put Jackie Chan in everything? Like, can he be the new Stan Lee? Can he be on our podcast? I mean, I don't think we could get him, but I would love to. <laughs> I I know this is so silly, but I watched so much of the Jackie Chan adventures when I was a kid. That that's like all I would want to talk about with him. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Drunken Master's cool, but Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> dude, I had this bo- movie box set that was all Jackie Chan stuff when I was a kid. And it was like, but, and like, well, there was one movie, it was like the Fantasy Squad or something like that. And it's bonkers, crazy, like low, low budget Jackie Chan Chinese movie. And then there's another one where it's like the Super Fantasy Squad. And they just reshot it. And they had body doubles for Jackie Chan because apparently they couldn't get him in it. So it would just be like it would they would use clips from the other movie where he's doing action stuff. Then everything else would be behind his head. So then they would just change stuff up and all those other. I'm like, why is this in the box set? I really want to see that. And after a Google, it was called Fantasy Mission Force. Okay, and then <laughs> then there was a because that that might be the good one. And then there was the other one. That was like the ripoff of that one. And they were both in the same box set for some reason. (laughs) It sounds amazing. (sighs) All right. Uh, So let's see my last bit of news and then we'll get to the rumor mill. Hickman and Chris Bocciolo are rumored to be the next Spider-Man creative team once Beyond is wrapped up. I realize now that I could have mentioned that earlier when we were talking about this, but I didn't. Uh, but anyway, I don't really think of like Hickman when I think of Spider-Man, you know, potential yeah. Spider-Man writers, but I'm not opposed to it. After watching No Way Home, I was like, man, I really should be reading some Spider-Man because uh, I love the character. Hickman could certainly make me want to read Spider-Man. He could but he could also make you want to pull your hair out by going like, why is there this much continuity for a web slinger? Yeah. So it's kind of like, but I'm into it. I'm 
going to keep checking that out for sure if he gets on. Yeah, hopefully we'll know for sure soon. Okay, so it's time for the rumor mill. Rumor mill. Okay, so rumor number one. Rumor says Matt Murdock is going to appear in She-Hulk. Moon Knight and Echo could even appear in Ironheart and Armor Wars. And they even had some of the stuff that's going to happen in the She-Hulk series. They're actually going to have like a two, he's going to be two episodes. The first, like they're going to be going against each other, you know, in the law offices and then they team up and do superhero stuff. So he will be Daredevil and then they'll hook up because that's what Matt and G Hulk do best. So one out of 10, how likely do you think that's going to happen? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to honestly go about a nine out of 10 that that could happen. Maybe not all of those, but at least one of those. Yeah. And also I I really want the law thing to happen where they battle in the courtroom. So I'm mostly just hoping for that. Yeah. I think for sure the, the she, like him being in she Hulk's going to happen. But as far as like how big of a deal he is, I don't know. Like I'm at about seven. I don't think the Ironheart armor war stuff would work because I don't really see the point of him appearing in those but we'll see rumor number two this is also she hulk related emil blonsky aka abomination is a life coach in she hulk that is responsible for multiple people getting super powered including titania who's actually going to be like a fitness guru that seeks him out and gets her powers that way um then we're also gonna get the wrecking crew scar and even Red Hulk. And this is going, supposed to be leading to World War Hulk. How likely do you think that is? I mean, that one is a bit out there. So I'm, <laughs> really I'm going to put that at about a two. I'm at about a five. Because Titania is supposed to be the main villain. But it's just, I don't know. I could, I could very well see some of that stuff happening and you've heard i've heard rumors of wrecking crew and scar as you've also heard and so i wouldn't you know like i said i'm solid five okay next rumor and this is like barely a rumor but people are passing it off as rumors. so i was like i'll include it for fun norman reedus has been cast as ghostwriter mostly because he has liked tweets of people saying hey you should be ghostwriter so what are the odds of him being ghostwriter? <laughs> I mean, I think that if he would want to be ghostwriter, Marvel would probably let him. Maybe. Like the one thing though is they might have someone already planned to be ghostwriter. Or they might be wanting to, be, you know. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I'm going to put that rumor at about a four just because there's not much precedence to it, but it could happen. I'm at a one, but I want to be at a nine because I think he would be great. Rumor. Sony is thinking about doing a live action or maybe animated Spider-Man 4. There's actually on, there's supposed to be ongoing talks right now. They want the original cast and Sam Raimi back. Live action would be amazing, but if that's going to happen, I think it would probably be animated. Um, yeah. That That is a heavy, heavy rumor. So I, I, I got to go low with that one. I'm, I'm going to say a three. Since, okay, so since it's like saying in talks to happening, 
I bet it's out of seven. I bet there probably are talks going on. Whether or not it could actually be trying to get all the people back and all the you know parties interested and all that stuff, dealing with everybody else, that's where it'd be kind of tough to do. But yeah, I'm at about a seven for that because I could see them actually trying, you know, a hundred percent see Sony interested in doing that because of the fact that, you know, they've been trying to do a Sinister Six movie and they've been trying to figure out ways of making more milking all the money they can from Spider-Man for years. So now they're like, you guys want these ones again? Okay. You know? (laughs) Okay. So last one rumor, the multiverse of of, uh, the Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, whatever is going to have, the multiverse Illuminati. And it's going to have uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, the regular Mordo actor, Captain Carter, Balder the Brave, Monica Rambeau, and um, I'm going to mispronounce this dude's name, but Ion Griffords, who was Reed Richards in the 2005 Fantastic Four. I mean, I I just don't know about that. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know about that. Um I want I want that to be a thing. You know, I'll just go middle of the road and say five. Who knows? I don't who who's Mordo? That's the bad that's the baddie from uh Doctor Strange, the first like first, you know, all the Doctor Strange books and he was played like by the Mads Mickelson or no, no. He's the one that's played by the dude from Serenity. I cannot pronounce his name to save my life. Hmm. You know who I'm talking about? He's the operative. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. What is yeah, your sin? Yeah. Like the dude that's an awesome actor. Yeah, that dude. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that could be a thing. Uh, do you really think they'd bring in Patrick Stewart though? I think, I mean, or I think even if, Reed, you know, like the see, I could see them bringing Patrick Stewart in for sure. The Reed Richards is where I'm like, really, but then they're they've been saying that there's they're gonna be bringing like they've already cast for the Fantastic Four guy, you know, like some of them already and all this other stuff. So, but yeah, I'm at a three. I don't think that's like I think it'd be cool because actually that dude i mean honestly that original fantastic four the cast was pretty solid it was just the movie itself kind of sucked so i think that dude was a pretty dang good read so mm-hmm. i don't have a problem I with agree. that i agree get him a little bit older might be even better <laughs> where he actually has the gray on the sides yeah. of his head plus uh bald to the brave that'd be cool we need we need some more balder representation But those are all of the rumors. Okay. A solid rumor mill this time. Uh, yeah, I think that's the end of the news, though. Yep. So we are now going to take our ad break and we'll be back to talk some comics. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to our ad. Or if you'd like to hear Casey's thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. And go check out the YouTube channel. That is just Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. But now we will get into our comic reviews. And Casey, go ahead and say which comics you read this week. Oh, man, I read so much. Um, okay, so I got The Crimson Cage, 
finally diamond got to jake wastelanders hawkeye number one catwoman number 38 justice league incarnate number two of five and catwoman lonely city book two what about you I read Catwoman 38, Justice League Incarnate number two, uh, King Shark number four, A King's Vengeance number one, Moon Knight number six, No Holds Barred number one, Nightwing 87, and Sonic the Hedgehog 47. All right, so you got a good bit more than me, man. I'll let you start up. So did you not get to the Catwoman... Lonely City? I did not. Oh, man, I did out. too much traveling this week, man. I'll have to have to read it later. Should have read that instead of the other Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sonic the Hedgehog 47. It's written by Evan Stanley, and the art is done by Evan Stanley. Uh, yeah, it's like the wrap-up of that forest fire mini arc that's going on. Um uh, the day gets saved essentially. And then at the end uh, they hire the chaotix to figure out who started the fire. So um, it wasn't Billy Joel, but chaotic was going to get to the bottom of it. I was going to make a Billy Joel joke. So I that's... know you were you. I, I read you like a book, sir. I know, man. Um, but anyway, I like chaotix a lot. Um, I've got a lot of nostalgia for their game back in the day. So hopefully that's a good time uh but yeah otherwise you know totally fine it's a sonic comic i'm gonna give it a seven the who are the chaotix can you is that the alligator oh. dude and mighty and yeah chameleon boy okay <laughs> chameleon boy yes <laughs> okay. whose name i'm blanking on i'm like oh i love these characters and then can't tell you their names i uh, the only one i remember is mighty well vector is the alligator and then okay uh wow it is just really gonna bug me i'm totally not googling it right now you're gonna be so mad when it's chameleon boy and you laughed at me (laughs) no it's uh oh mighty was the armadillo yeah so so in this it's just charmy the bee uh vector and then um espio the chameleon I did not know Mighty was an armadillo. I never knew what the heck that old freak was. <laughs> that little freak. <laughs> He's got such a cool design, though, like a cool yeah. Sonic universe design. Yeah, no, he looked awesome. He was probably my favorite out of the bunch, but I was like, I don't know what you are. <laughs> so so did you play Chaotix? No, but I read some of the, like, or when I used to get Alco comics, you know, from like the our local Alco, I'd get <laughs> yeah. every once in a while a Knuckles comic, and they were always, you know, featured prominently in that. Dude, you have no idea how jealous I am of that because Knuckles comics are even harder to come by than Sonic comics. <laughs> I mean, I don't have them in very good condition anymore, so I can't help you either. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> All right, so first up for me is The Crimson Cage, issue one of five, and this is by John Lees and Alex Cormack on the art. The art in this is really cool, and this is like Macbeth meets pro wrestling with the territory days and stuff, and it's pretty cool as a wrestling fan, a lot of stuff. Like, there's this guy that's a Rick, basically Rick Flair knockoff that's like the, you know, the 
what their I didn't don't remember what their uh actual federation is called it but their champion like the the knockoff the NWA champion he's like coming over he's like hey I really like you guy and blah 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 we're gonna I'm gonna have you kick out of my finishing move and then let you you know then hit it again and win the match or he's like and then do a dirty roll up and win so then that will give us another match and then you'll get the title it'll like be a year long thing and you know I'm gonna push you and so then the dude believes him and then he just screws him over hits him once like kind of pretends he's like oh so hurt and takes about 20 seconds and then covers him and holds his elbows down so he doesn't kick out and then his two guys are telling him like yeah that's just a rib he does to everybody like in all these podunk towns (laughs) he just always (laughs) does this so so they're like don't get mad and like early on this main guy saw that you know he'd have the chance to be world champion but he'd only be world champion one time and that'd be his whole kingdom and all this other stuff. So he's actually going to plan on killing the Ric Flair knockoff guy. And so it's pretty cool. Just like I said, as a wrestling fan, I think if you're a Macbeth fan and a wrestling fan, it's going to be even cooler. But yeah, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. I really liked it. The art's really, really nice in it too. Nice. I'm glad you liked it after the wait. Uh, so I will do No Holds Barred number one. And this is written by Eric Gladstone with art by Gabrielle Kari. And this is a weird book. It's like I mentioned last week, it's William Shakespeare and his page uh, dressing up as superheroes called the Bard and Page to rescue Queen Elizabeth I after she's been kidnapped. And uh yeah in this issue they do this is very much got a like a cartoon network uh like show vibe to it as far as like like art and stuff oh okay yeah um but anyway turns out it was francis bacon the whole time and (laughs) those guys saved the day by like throwing bacon grease on him so that this bear would attack him (laughs) like it's very strange Uh, but anyway they save the queen and then uh, there's going to be a next issue that i guess has nothing to do with the queen so i guess each issue is sort of self-contained it's just all about the bard and page but it's still fun like it was a wacky good time it gets a little old read because the whole thing is read like a Shakespeare play or whatever. So uh, if you don't like that, um, you probably won't dig it, but uh, you know, for 20 pages or whatever, it's not that bad. Um, Yeah, it was pretty standard. I will also be giving this one a seven. So fun fact, and I've, I could be blank because it's been a while since I've read this conspiracy theory, but there's a theory that William Shakespeare wasn't a real person and there's just different writers throughout. And one of the writers that did most of his work was Sir Francis Bacon. Well, that would make sense. Cause in this, he's like, I'm going to do away with you. And when everyone thinks of all these great plays, they're going to think of Sir Francis Bacon. So well for a group of people on the internet, 
He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up for me is Wastelanders, Hawkeye number one. And this is by Ethan Sachs with Abram Roberson on the art. And the art in this is pretty outstanding. We get Old Man Juggernaut, which is funny because it's like nothing can stop the Juggernaut, but he still has arthritis and stuff in his knees. So it's like he's having trouble moving and like Hawkeye just keeps shooting arrows at him and it's not (laughs) doing anything, but like he can't move. So he finally just throws a truck at him and stuff. And then finally uh, Stick shows up who the new Stick is Daredevil, which it's like, I that's my main thing that annoys me about this is like continuity wise, I'm about 90% sure I saw Daredevil be dead in Old Man Logan. So showing up here, not making a little sense. But other than that... Does the story take place before that? No. He's... Because it's like this is after everyone's dead. He's the guy that trained Hawkeye to be blind. You know, so this would take place after everyone's dead to uh, before Old Man Logan, kind of, in that time frame. So he then has him do this mission and he's like in this in this box uh he's like can't find where it says so i can get the it's like you'll land near the compound infiltrate it and what's inside inside this box to pierce their heart that's what he says so he messes up his uh landing he gets too close to the compound and it's a hand compound and he's you know blind and shooting people with arrows and stuff and finally gets the main thing gets punched in the face then like this person attacks him and he's like i can tell who that smell is it's electra and she just beats the crap out of him because it's like hawkeye at his best not blind wouldn't stand a chance so yeah i mean he he doesn't have much 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 luck here but he opens up this thing and then he's like wait what and he can smell it and a weapon that was going to pierce the heart is flowers and daredevil's like i never said it was a weapon clint and she's like oh matthew you remembered it's like of course my love happy anniversary he's like wait all this just to have me deliver flowers to your ex-girlfriend your evil ex-girlfriend he's like i couldn't Electra and i would have fought to the death if we ever are in the same place at the same time it's like it's a code of honor thing but i still do love him <laughs> and it just made me made me laugh so yeah i mean it was it was a fun time and i'm like for the most part i've read all of the stuff that's taken place in this future so i, I miss the star lord stuff but i'm gonna read the star wastelander star lord i think that should be pretty fun and yeah it's this was a good time it's eight out of ten again nice the uh, the star lord series sold pretty well at the shop yeah a lot of people it, dug it it was one of those ones where like i was kicking myself after like the third issue and everyone's like this is really good i'm like oh, shoot i should have <laughs> should have got it and if only you knew a guy that could hook you up with it. I know. He like someone that owns a shop. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have that? That's out in trade, I'm assuming. Uh, probably. I think I've got the bundle of it. Yeah. But... I might have to hop on that one these days. Yeah. All righty. Next for me is Nightwing 87. It's written by Tom Taylor and art is done by Bruno Redondo. The art is amazing in this. Dick is a dummy and it bugs me a lot. But essentially, this is just a filler issue about Nightwing's new three legged dog getting stolen and Nightwing and Batgirl going to beat up the guys that did it. Um, 
the little bit longer version is that uh, Dick gets back to town and conveniently while he was away in Gotham City dealing with Fear State, none of the, like everybody just put on the back burner that Dick Grayson was going to change the whole city. (laughs) But the day he comes back, a hit gets put out on him uh, for $10 million. And so a bunch of armed gunmen just start shooting at him in open daylight, as well as uh, break into his apartment and steal his dog. And the dumbest part of this whole thing, I'm going to read it. This is uh, internal dialogue by Nightwing. When I told the world how I wanted to change Bloodhaven, I knew I'd be putting myself in the crosshairs. I just hoped I'd be the only one targeted. The last thing I'd want is for anyone to be threatened because they're close to Dick Grayson. It's like, you dumbass, you knew that was going to happen. Why wouldn't that happen? Yeah. Like, Oh, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. He's been doing this long enough and has so much experience that he should know that that was going to happen. And I just don't like that Tom Taylor just writes him to be so dumb. You know what I kind of hope happens, though? There's a, like, I hope they do a, a part where, like, the dog doesn't have to die. But, like, have you seen John Wick yet? Yeah. Okay, you know that part when he's sitting, he's like, and you took that from me, like that part. Right. Great if like they just stole that. (laughs) Like, how cool would that be if you have Nightwing doing that? Yeah, for sure. But like, it sucks because the art is so, so good. Mm -hmm. And then you got to read stupid stuff like, I didn't know other people would be put in danger when I let everybody know my plan. Yeah, I don't know. The art is a 12 out of 10, but the story is an atrocious 5 out of 10. So I will round this up to a 6 out of 10. 6.5? 5.5. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, so Catwoman Lonely City Book 2. And this is by Cliff Chiang. It's pretty great. We get more backstory on the day Batman died. Then we kind of get oh the like gotham city political stuff like that's the thing it's like first issue a lot better than this issue but the first issue was also just amazing you know so it's like yeah it's whatever but because like we like i said we get a lot of the political stuff but we get like a lot of riddler and like it's clear cliff really likes the riddler because he actually writes him really cool and really fun and it's like oh yeah uh the riddler was on coke a lot of times and now he's sober <laughs> which i actually thought was pretty funny and it's funny yeah and like he i think we get some new new people to join catwoman's group she does it you know she does a job that's like the precursor to the big job that they're gonna do i like and then like also you have catwoman kind of trying to think of the, like doubting herself because she's old and I, I like all in all, I just really like this. It's just really, really good. And the fact that she's like, I'm going to show this one picture. This is kind of funny because like, I know like I, I can't do this. I know it would take a lot of muscle, like a lot of just straight up power, like strength to do this and trying to do some stuff like not even close to this level. 
is crazy. Like, hold if you're able to hold yourself like this, and then later on in the comics, she's like, oh, I'm just not strong enough. It's like, get out of here, Selena. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm probably at a, I'm going to go nine out of 10 on this. I really liked it. Okay. I'm looking forward to catching up on it this week. Okay, next for me is A King's Vengeance. And this is written by Davia LeBlanc and Peter Rick. And then art is by Peter Rick. R-I-C-Q. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Put in uh, Google, the, the Google and see. If the, you yeah, the translate. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a pretty crazy book it's like it's short i don't know like it's a scout comics book so there's like not a lot of ads in it or anything so it just kind of feels real short but essentially this guy goes to talk to some evil uh usurper of some sort and it turns out that the usurper is his son and his son is crazy powerful like lifts him up in the air and then one by one rips all of his limbs off. Uh, Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And it's just like, I'm the new ruler. Now there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, takes him and just throws him out the castle window after ripping off all of his limbs and his little like velociraptor that he rides around goes after him. And down in this junk pile that he was thrown into this weird little person finds him and uh puts him in their wagon and uh brings the velociraptor along with him too and i guess is gonna like put him back together or whatever but the book is called a king's vengeance so i'm sure that the king will be put back together and then put some people together to go take out his son or whatever i don't know how he's gonna do that because he seems insanely powerful but uh art is pretty awesome it's like uh sort of dystopian future mixed with fantasy which is neato um but i thought it was pretty cool i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten we'll definitely be checking out the second issue was the was the king's name humpty dumpty since they're putting him back together no no it wasn't that'd be fun if that's like this is like the the weird you know dystopian humpty dumpty story that we've all been clamoring for (sighs) all right all that i got left is catwoman and justice league incarnate okay i'll do my last two then uh next is moon knight number six it's written by jed mckay and the art is done by alessandro capuccio and it pretty much picks up right where the last issue left off with this new Zodiac just beating the crap out of Mark. And um, Mark's vampire, uh, like, secretary lady. Like, we see her running to a building and she's banging on the door. And she was like, uh, you know, I don't want to be here. You don't like me and I don't like you. And I know you don't like him, but he needs you right now. And then it cuts back to Zodiac beating the crap out of Mark. And then who comes in to save him? But 
the other Moon Knight guy. Uh, you know, the left hand of Khonshu or whatever. So uh, I think his name's like Dr. Bader or Batter, however they pronounce it. I'm going to say Bader. Uh, Bader stitches him up and just kind of talks to him about his origin a little bit. And then uh, we kind of get some visions of Khonshu trying to talk to Mark again, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and then at the end, Bader's like, I'm still not certain whether you are fit for your title. And I don't even know if I like you, but uh, we worship the same God. And whether we like each other or not, we're weird. We're in like a weird brotherly relationship. So I don't really know what, what they're going to do with that. It could be interesting. I imagine it's going to end pretty poorly. There's not just going to be two moon nights running around. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, once he's all healed up, um, vampire lady and uh, Tigra kind of walk him back to his midnight mission that was burned down by Zodiac. And Mark just kind of sits down in this burnt up chair and he says, I'm Moon Knight. I'm not going anywhere. If Zodiac wants to get me, he can find me right here. And that's how it ends. So, um, it was pretty neat. Uh, the art is amazing as always, especially the weird inside of his mind stuff where he's like trying to talk to Konshu again. And I'm interested to see where this relationship goes with this other Moon Knight. So uh, I'm digging it. It's a nine out of 10 for me. You know, you're talking about how one Moon Knight said the other one, like we were, we worship the same God. We might as well be, you know, we don't have to be friends. I don't like you, but Hey, we might as well work together. It's like, just think all the christians out there did that <laughs> i know right or just people in general yeah like hey you know we're all living on this same earth i don't hate you it's like i hate you but i'm not gonna fight you nah <laughs> you're different even slightly let's just punch each other <laughs> all right and then finally we've got Suicide Squad King Shark number four. And it's written by Tim Seeley and art done by Scott Collins. Um, so yeah, they're in King Roach's disgusting trash-filled realm. And King Shark baits him by tearing off one of his arms and uh and feeding it to king roach but roach doesn't know that they poisoned the arm with a bunch of spray paint and i assume this is true but defacer is like i used to live in this nasty part of town and low-income apartments there were roaches there and uh you know hardly anything kills roaches but one thing that does is spray paint and she lists like two chemicals that are in it and uh, she was like, and you just ate a severed shark arm full of it <laughs> and it kills him. So he wins the fight, which is pretty funny. Nice. Um, but then Waller's like weird supernatural suicide squad shows up, which is Etrigan and Gentleman Ghost and a harpy lady from Yu-Gi-Oh and Black Bison. <laughs> and then like orca shows up 
And this is like, I just, I don't really like how Etrigan is handled a lot of times anymore because, I mean, you and I both know how powerful he is, but then Defacer just puts like a spray paint bomb like in his mouth and that kind of stuns him or whatever. And well, then- if you remember when you read the Bible, there's only two things on earth that can kill a demon. One, and they're both found in spray paint. It says that in like Corinthians 9.15, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have remembered that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then Orcus shows up uh, at the behest of King Shark's dad. And um, like, not that it kills him, like, because he recovers from it, but Orca, like, punches through the back of his head i'm just like dude etrigan is like way stronger than orca i'm sorry but that like even if this is a goofy book that shouldn't be happening you know it's really funny too when you think about it it's like etrigan's down here now the facer here orca here punchline up here because she just destroyed orca (laughs) i know right it's crazy uh but then we get a little background on harpy lady and she's from like this race of beings called the God Killers. Uh, so she and King Shark's dad in his humanoid form have this big battle and they end up taking each other out. So King Shark's dad, spoiler alert, is now dead. And King Shark is really not happy about that. And it ends with him holding his dead daddy. And... Uh, I think that's probably going to be enough of a motivator for him to clean up the rest of this tournament. So we'll see where it goes, but this one was one of the weaker issues for sure. I'm going to give it a six, Um, but you know, it's still a goofy fun time. Right on. All right. So now you just want to do Catwoman and then just league, whichever you want, man. All right. So Catwoman number 38, and this is by Ram V with Casper Wingard on art and colors. And yeah, it's just kind of like summing up a lot of the stuff that's happened and, and kind of like doing all the loose ends from the last couple issues and of Catwoman. Um, yeah, I mean, then it has like a fun little heist thing kind of at the end. I not heist, but kind of like crime type, you know, thing. And, ah, we tricked them type of go about, but I don't know. It didn't really do much for me. It kind of felt lackluster. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the little heisty thing that you're talking about. Um, it was fun. My favorite part was the little moment between Cheshire and Leon, because I, I really, I want to see, that whole family come back together at some point. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was literally just a recap of Ramby's last few arcs here. So pretty clear that this is his final issue. Yeah. It was just like, I kind of like the last issue more as a final issue. Like it, like this just seemed like very unnecessary, you know? I mean, the last one, it had like the nice big pose, which looked, you know, like is a great, always a great way to end your run on a book, you know? And, but so like, this one just kind of was like, eh. Um, 
yeah i mean the art in it's solid the story though i don't know it didn't really do much and then also like how she sees the uh the uh oh preacher man and talks to him for a little bit and it's just kind of like well you couldn't beat me and i couldn't beat you but since i killed someone on accident i guess i'll leave bye <laughs> you know like it's just kind of like a it was kind of a cop out but whatever yeah yeah i i wish that ramby would have gotten to do just a little bit more with like the end of this run instead yeah. of fear state and then this yeah i agree but where you at with it probably another six like i didn't hate it but i didn't i didn't love it yeah i'm at a six too it's just it was just if you if you're like oh man i missed this issue doesn't matter doesn't bring yeah. anything new you know doesn't bring anything to the character doesn't really close anything up i mean like i guess we're not gonna you know we know why we're not gonna see that guy for a while right but yeah okay and then we've got justice league incarnate number two uh, it's written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver with art by Kyle Hotz, Andre Bresson, and Paul Pelletier, and Norm Ratmond. So what were your thoughts on this? I liked it for the most part. Uh, There's stuff I didn't, I wasn't super hot on, but like when they're in, I think Earth, yeah, Earth's 13, that stuff was pretty cool. I love the art and that stuff, you know, in there and how like basically the uh doctor multiverse or whatever is like all about uh, calvin ellis superman and he's just like i'm all about the work we need to get done and like so thomas (laughs) kind of had to be like don't be an idiot president superman get in there and he's like well okay (laughs) like don't twist my arm And then we get to see your favorite version of Dr. Fate, which, you know, is always a good time. Yeah. I was like, is that Fate sitting there in the background? And yep, it was. I love Super Demon. Like, we talked about Etrigan not being very good, but Super Demon's pretty dang cool. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. This this issue didn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, because like... It's weird. The first half I really liked, but then once we got the uh, Batwoman who laughs, it kind of started losing me. Yeah, the the stuff where Kyle Hotz was doing the art, which again, if you guys need a, like a new miniseries or a trade, his Man Bat was awesome. But uh, yeah, this I don't know. Apart from the the part with his art in it, I just couldn't care. Like, I don't know that I'm going to pick up the next one, honestly. Really? Like, I'm, it just, I was just kind of like flipping through the pages by the end of it, just ready for it to be over. I'm, I'm really bored with it. Yeah. See, I liked it up until Batwoman Who Laughs. It's hard for me to care at all about that character. It's like, I've had enough of like, anyone that even chuckles at things at this point is that's how much i hated the batman who laughs by the end of it so it's like you're bringing this up too quickly for me to want to want to see anything else from you know from that i agree uh so yeah i'm probably gonna give it a four 
I'm at a six. I didn't love it, but I did like half of it a good bit. Also, really quick, do you think Aqua Woman and Orion are going to get together because they both have just the worst personalities? I could see them just being terrible for each other. <laughs> Dude, I can't stand Aqua Woman. I mean, like it's... the design is bad and she's just not enjoyable. She's she's a jerk, and that's why I think her and Orion could work. And by work, I mean lead to a beautiful divorce. <laughs> I think Orion's fun to read, though. She is not. Well, we barely got we barely got anything with her. In all fairness, too. Yeah. Because I think any 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 writer or any like any character can be like, especially if they're a grump, can be fun to read if they're written with someone that's actually giving them the time you know but and also good foil like if you had aquawoman and captain carrot in a book together that'd be about perfect <laughs> you're not wrong there all right so what books are you excited about next week man uh so i'm gonna go hopefully these come in uh but i'm gonna <laughs> go with dark knights of steel number three uh, Task Force Z number three and probably Robin number nine. Nice. So for me, it's Action Comics 1038, um, Death of Dr. Strange number four, and Power Rangers Universe. I'm pretty pumped for that since that's a number one. I'm like, I've been wanting to kind of hop into that. That's why I told you for Christmas. Power Rangers, I'm going to be reading that this week. So hoping it's going to be cool. So we'll see. Nice. That. I hope it is. And then New Year is coming. So I asked you this last year, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to ask you again. What's four things that you want to do to make this podcast better or to improve it for the new year or whatever? Right. Well, I mean, the obvious one is audience numbers. Like there, there's never enough. We want the entire world listening to us so that we can. I want to get over. a mullet. <laughs> Um, also we've got our spinoff developing anime boys for life. I really want that to do well and loved recording the, the one episode that we've recorded so far. Yeah. And I want to do more. Um, that'll be technically episode two, right? Cause we're going to be doing the opening you know, of the, the prelude episode prior to oh, that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, uh, just kind of fine tune at least my reviewing. I know sometimes, I just kind of ramble at certain parts. I need to get better about that. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about a fourth one. What What about you, man? I think like just establishing audience and getting like, you know, better audience communication because it's like, yeah, we ask them for reviews and all this stuff, but we don't really do much, but it's kind of hard when we don't have a lot of followers on stuff and all that type of good stuff. Um, I think increasing that audience is a for sure thing we have to do our ramblings because we both do it a lot where we both just ramble like crazy and then we get sidetracked and be like what about this and you'll be like oh what about that and then you know go from there <laughs> and and then also just the quickness to you know like from recording to editing to getting it out there because there's been times where we have not done that very well. And by we, it's a lot of times me. So we're like, we'll get it all recorded. And I'll be like, 
ah, oh, shoot this, you know, I did, my day has been much more busy than I thought or whatever. And then last one, I will also add in anime boys, I'm hoping we can get that going. And I'm hoping for at least three episodes before we start putting that up. So yeah, I agree. Hopefully we can get another one recorded up this week. Maybe. All right. Well, that is all folks. That is our episode. Um, Hopefully you all enjoyed. I'll now go into the closing plugs. Uh, if you would, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC on Instagram at two worlds pod. And then on YouTube at two worlds podcast, you can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And uh, please like and review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. It would really be appreciated. Yeah, if you're on Spotify now, they actually let you get five stars. So if you're a Spotify listener, you can do that. Now I did it and I think Jake's done it. So I'm hoping we're at a solid five now. <laughs> Psych, my one brought us <laughs> yeah. down to a three. <laughs> That's my super villain origin. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we'd love to stay in chat, but I got to find Casey wherever he is before midnight tonight. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.